Welcome to Cordell and Cordell's Men's Divorce Podcast, moderated by managing partner and CEO Scott Trout, bringing you information for guys before, during, and after divorce, and everything related to family law. This podcast is not to be taken as legal advice, and no attorney-client relationship is established. Hey, welcome back to the Men's Divorce and Cordell Cordell podcast. I'm Scott Trout, managing partner, CEO of Cordell and Cordell. And today we're going to bring you a relevant topic in the time of the year as we're kind of going back to school. And that is the issues that many parents, uh, whether they're married, still going through the process or divorced face. And that is back to school issues. And I'm joined by partner Dorothy Ripka over in Colorado. Welcome, Dorothy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So before we get there, obviously, legal advice, we can't give it in this podcast. I say that all the time. Uh, The best way to to handle your questions in detail and to get some strategic advice is to schedule a consultation. You can do that online by going to CordellCordell.com and you can schedule it right there. Don't even have to pick up the phone. You just search the office closest to you. They'll give you the dates and the times and how you want to do it in person, on the phone, via Zoom, WebEx, Teams, whatever is most convenient for you. You can do that. Or if you'd prefer, you can give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW, 866-DADS-LAW. All right, Dorothy, let's talk about it. You know, so let's just assume we have, I think, the most relevant, the most frequent back to school issues occur. In fact, I'm dealing one with a client yesterday who just texted me or emailed me on this very issue and then he's divorced is that they should pick up their divorce decree, right? And then start reading about these back to school, what's what it says, maybe there's reference, maybe you have a child transitioning from middle school to you know another school because they're aging out of their, their current educational institution. So should they review their, their order first and foremost? Absolutely. First thing to do is find that order wherever you have it and make sure you look and know what your rights are, what your responsibilities are. And if there are additional obligations in there, like you said, if we're transitioning to a new school age, um, what's con- what conferral requirements are there with you and your, your co-parent? Do you need to get on, on the phone with them? Do you need to make sure that there's discussion happening because it's school time, everybody's getting yeah. back to school and we have to make sure we're considering those things as close in time as possible to the start of school year. And it may be that, you know, you're the, the custodial parent, maybe the kids, you're the residential parent for schooling purposes and the kids go to the school where you live. So there is, I mean, I think it's so key. Some of the, I'll call the hidden provisions, they're not hidden, they're just tucked away. Uh, in decrees that may require you to provide notice. They may require you to meet, confer, or collaborate and agree. Uh, They may require you to mediate any disputes relative to custody plans when it comes to choices of schools uh, and a number of other things as well. And so that's why I think it's, as you say, it's important because I can tell you that many occasions where um, I've, uh, our clients had a motion to modify over a school choice filed. There's a provision in there. It says that they were required to, uh, appoint a mediator and, and before court. And so we got it dismissed. I don't know if you see that very often. Absolutely. And I think that's a case of someone not looking through their order and understanding their obligations. And sometimes they're thinking that that only relates to school choice, or they're thinking that only relates to something, you know, big, but it could be as simple as signing up for the play at school. If you're committing your child to something that could impact the other parent's time, that's something that you really need to understand in your order. What are your obligations to the other parent? And, you know, really just to be a healthy co-parent, 
Shouldn't that be a discussion that's happening? Shouldn't that be information you're sharing? And knowing what obligations you have, whether you have to share that through a medium like talking parents or whether you can share that via email, you should understand what your obligations are because so many times people don't think about it on the front end. And then like you said, they find themselves in court defending it or even worse, you don't think about it on the front end and then it's too late for your child to participate in something or it's too late to have those communications because the deadlines are passed. And so really it's important to be thinking very proactively about making sure you understand those obligations and you're meeting your child's needs because really yeah. this is all about best interests of your of your children. And we talk about back to school, you know, what always comes to my mind typically is, you know, either you're changing schools, moving school districts, going to college, but there's also the occasion where you have children who were uh, to what we call tender years, infants, you know, underage in terms of school, and now they're going to school for the first time. And that could be an issue where you really should know their schedule, their needs before you do any or take any action, right? Absolutely. And you you don't necessarily know that if you're a parent who ha- doesn't have a school-age kid. Yeah. Um, and so it's, a, it's kind of a new experience. You know, you really need to see how your order covers that. But also, again, having those communications. I, I always recommend to clients having triannual meetings where three times a year they have some kind of communication. Some parents like to do it in person. Some parents do it in writing. Whatever works best for you and your co-parent. But you know, have that conversation. What extracurriculars do we want? What obligations do we want our child to have? What electives do we want them to take? I, you know, having a sixth grader, I'm already picking electives for my, for my child. So you have to make sure those conversations are being had and think about them in terms of deadline. It's not just about the start of school. um, But, you know, right now sports are starting different extracurriculars, different clubs, signups, everything starts churning in the first couple of weeks of school. So those communications need to really get kicking off. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mentioned tender years or infant children at the time of the divorce, and you may happen to see a schedule that doesn't include a lot of overnights. Um, if you're not the custodial parent, it may be frequent, you know, day, weekly visits, a Wednesday, a Friday, a, you know, day visits on Saturday dinners, but no overnights. And so oftentimes I have clients who want to start engaging and getting overnights as they should, and but what conflicts it is back to school, as you say, all these extracurricular in the schedule routine and, and distance. And so that it does come into play and which leads into kind of what we always call and we're not going to get very technical, but the best interests of the child. That is really I mean, we could have a subjective determination each, with each other about as parents is what is in their best interest. But that's what the court standard would be is what they call this loose best interest standard. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at all those factors how old the child is, how far everyone lives, what are the school options, um, you know, what what impact is on the schedule. Because if dad has, for instance, parenting time after after school until 6 p.m. and then the other co-parent mom signs up the kids for three days after school activities impacting dad's time. And that, you know, that that's not something we want to see happen. And it can be purposeful, but a lot of times it's inadvertent because people yeah. aren't thinking about the schedule, they're thinking about what would be really great for my child to participate in this activity. So that's why those communications are so vital if you can have them and if they're productive, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's a a great example when you have a a custodial parent who 
it happens. They choose to schedule the school things on on dad's days and not mom's time. And so it does. And so she, and mom will say, well, hey, uh, Julie is busy with, you know, cheer and this meeting and this extracurricular. And here I'm thinking, well, does she have anything on your time? You know, and so that means document, right? And, you know, they're not just oral. You may pick up the phone and uh, I'm a big fan of in-person communication or video because email tends to get lost, tends to be misinterpreted. But in the case of family law, you do want to document your concerns and your requests in writing, right? Absolutely. And you need to think about what's most productive. A lot of parents like to use the apps that are available out there. I mentioned talking parents earlier. (laughs) Our Family Wizard's a really popular one as well. Um, And sometimes those are really great options because they are uneditable. Once you put in a communication and you send and say, I'd like to sign up Johnny for soccer, it's on these days and it's this cost, it shows a stamp when you sent it. And it also shows when the other parent read it and when and if they responded. And those things are kept in a system that can't be edited by the participants. So it really helps show what's happened. It shows document, shows the history of uh, what, what the communications have been. Which if we get to that end point of needing to actually have court intervention or even the middle point of having a mediator assist, it really can show what efforts were made and which parent is focusing on best interests, which parents be more reasonable. Um, And those things are really helpful. Plus, I think just as an added bonus, it really helps you make sure you have done your due diligence that you're complying. So it's like that that shield and the sword, uh, which is the benefit of using a documentation system like like one of those apps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, courts and judges just don't want you to fire right off into a motion to modify without taking those extra steps and trying to. I mean, their dockets are, are full. And, and for me, that's the best evidence is to, to show and exhaust your non-judicial remedies and say, look, judge, I did everything I could, but she responded to nothing and ignored me. And I think that's key. And you mentioned uh, calendar use like or, you know, My Family Wizard. I think those are huge. In fact, we did a big podcast uh, on calendar and different apps to use, which include My Family Wizard. So if you're wondering what that is, uh, you can search our podcast for that. We talked about apps for family law. It's a wonderful, great, informative uh, a podcast we did uh, that highlighted maybe five or six or seven different wonderful apps out there that I think serve that purpose with both communication and organization, calendar management. When you live in separate households, you know, my, my family is, we have five kids and they're all over the country. And so we use a, a calendar app called Cozy. So we know where everyone is at one point. And it's just when you you get distance between each other, whether it's because of divorce or just simple separation. Um, those are so integral in keeping track. And so what it all comes down to, obviously, is if you've taken these steps, if you haven't, obviously you do them, um, but consult with an attorney. You know, I started off the podcast by, look, the best way to do it is to have a consultation. I mean, that's where it starts, right? Absolutely. And sometimes people think, well, I don't want to go to court, so I don't want to talk to an attorney. But that's not our only role. Our role is to help you think of ways that you can be an effective co-parent, you can prepare, you can document, and and potentially keep you out of court, give you some advice on how to handle things. Um, And, you know, then you're prepared if the ultimate outcome happens and you do need to file a motion and go to court, or alternatively, if you need our help in a mediation process, because most 
things like this, school issues, extracurriculars, they get resolved by some kind of an alternative versus court. They get resolved through mediation or some other kind of decision maker. So it's really important that you're thinking strategically, thinking ahead, and not thinking of an attorney as a last resort. It's really part of your planning process, in my opinion. 100%. Recently, a client reached out. We have a college-age child. Because in Missouri, the uh, age of emancipation can go to 21. So a lot of states are 18. So child support technically continues, even though a child is living away from the, uh, the, the, they'll just use mom, mom's residence. And so our goal when the client consulted with me was, look, let's put together some case law. Let's put together, you know, some things that you can give your ex-wife and say, look, why are we going to spend money on lawyers? Here's the law. Law says that I, we, the child support can be reduced during the period in which the, time, the child's away, because otherwise you're double dipping here. You're giving all this money to mom when she doesn't have those duplicative expenses. And so it was successful. Mom realized she probably consulted with an attorney that said, yeah, you probably should negotiate this away. And we were able to negotiate a really good result, having not had to file something originally. Now we have to file it as a modification, but it's faster, cheaper, you know, and less stress for everyone. I mean, that is huge. you know it isn't as a last resort i I have to believe i i feel like and i've always said consultation with a lawyer could be the best hour you spent you know it's like a if i have if i'm sick having just to sit down with my doctor is the best hour to just figure out what it is is it something that needs attention do i need a prescription what do i need rest whatever it is i mean it's the best investment of your time when i love the uh, the example you gave because it's also child focused it's about saying what's really best for our our child here because why would we waste all this money when we can use that money to support our kid who's getting their secondary education and moving in or excuse me post-secondary education and moving into adulthood why would we do that we can still be child focused even with an older child and so many times parents forget that you know being child focused still applies even when we don't have little ones and so that, that consultation was really the, the whole point of what we're talking about here, being prepared, getting a strategy together. And, and sometimes you really need that attorney to counsel you and figure out what the best way to do that is. Yeah. And timing is important. A lot of people will say, well, I'll get to it, you know, especially back to school issues. For me, I always say July, August, September is a big um, family law time simply because I get a lot of um Relocation, choice of new school, you know, actions where parents may have joint legal custody and they're going back all the way to the front of our podcast, and that is review your order. The order says something like meet, confer, and agree, not just meet and confer on major decisions, for example, like choice of the school. Um, and so we have custodial parents making choices of schools without consultation and agreement. And so timing is so critical because timing is necessarily or not necessarily on your side, right? Yeah, right now it's at the end, right? Like the tail end of this, the time period. But it's also never too late to think about what the future holds. And so as we started off the podcast talking about having knowing what our obligations are, what our responsibilities are, thinking about what's best for our child in light of schedules and maturity, um, you know, that's not something that just happens at the beginning of school. So you can translate that into what will happen in the next semester, what will happen in the summer, even what could happen next fall. It's never really too early to be planning uh, for your child and their their future and thinking of ways you and your co-parent can make sure that what's happening is best for the, for your kiddos. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's 
one of the things we do, we are very focused on having checkups in our car, you know, making sure that oil is good, the tire pressure is good. We have our washer fluids topped up, you know, it's or topped off, you know, it's, but yet we don't have these annual or frequent checkups on our divorce. Hey, should I be thinking about something? Should I, buy, am I eligible for a modification? Could I save some money because child support would go down or spousal support, or can I get more time? Uh, and that is key. It's, you know, it is timing. It is just having a conversation, I think is a refocus. We just, I think our, sometimes our focus is misplaced. Not that it shouldn't be to take care of a car because it's expensive, but we feel like there, there's no mechanism to do that in family law. And it's just so critical. Yeah. And I think all of us would agree that have children that they're, the, they are our most important uh, focus of our life. So, you know, we want to make sure that they have the ability to have the best life possible. And if we don't understand our rights and remedies, um, then it's very difficult for us to provide that for them. And it is really a great, great point to make that while I suggest reviewing your order really on a frequent basis, at least annually, but obviously probably more frequently um, and making sure that if you have questions or if you think this might not be apply anymore now that we don't have a preschool child anymore. Why am I still playing daycare in my, yep. in my, um, you know, child support calculation? These are great things to come in, have a consultation with an attorney, talk about it, make sure. And, and worst case scenario, you find out everything's good. I think you feel a lot of security knowing that it's yeah. a great way to be like, all right, I'm in good shape. I don't have to worry yeah. about this. So yeah. it's like, uh, I had my will and trust reviewed. Uh, and I just want to make sure everything's still good. You know, laws change. The tax laws certainly change. You know, this administration changed something significantly when it comes to uh, retirement accounts, what they call the SECURE Act. And I didn't know how that affected me. And so I went in and they're like, yeah, this affects you. We just need to make a real quick change uh, to your documents. And it's, it is comforting. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm glad I just reached out just to check, you know, and, you know, I didn't know. I don't, that's not my area of specialty is, you know, estate planning and wills and trusts. And so it's important. So Dorothy, yeah, again, yeah, Sorry. thanks. I say it's yeah, a great no. Attorneys need checkups, right? Yeah, need, totally. Need checkups. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining a great topic, a re relevant as everyone's going back to school and starting school. So thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So as we started off and as we ended, we talked about consulting with an attorney. I, I know that sounds you know, convenient for us. But the point is, is that's kind of what is so important. We can't understand your situation. And certainly you don't, and you don't know what the law changes are because it changes so frequently. We just had a massive change in Missouri as it relates to custody and the legislature passed a bill. And so it may be appropriate, you know, in terms of custody changes where now equal time is the preferred uh, way in Missouri. It is, that's where the courts start now. So huge. So it could affect you in custody. That's why it's important to have a consultation. It's easy to schedule. You can just go online and do it, as I said, or give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. Love to meet with you. It's the best way to spend bringing your documents, bringing your decree, have a meeting, and, and really just be filled with knowledge. Knowledge makes gives you some comfort and uh, some direction as to where you should go. So, you know, this podcast, just like everything else, subscribe to Apple iTunes. You'll continue to get the updates uh, when they're dropped. And look out for our virtual town hall coming up soon. If you have never heard of our virtual town hall, you can find out more information on our website at cordellcordell.com. You can go to our social media. And what is a virtual town hall? Well, for 30 minutes in the afternoon, you can log on, hear from a panel of Cordell and Cordell attorneys live. We're going to talk about a topic. And then you have a chance to ask questions live and get answers right then and right there from the panel 
of Cordell and Cordell Attorneys. And best of all, it's free. So you want more information, check out our social media, Instagram, you can go to Facebook, you can go to Twitter, and then you can go to CordellCordell.com. So until next time, have a great week.